everyone. Welcome to yet another episode of Shadow Chat. I am beyond excited to be able to do this and thank you so much for tuning in today. I will start by introducing myself. My name is Christabel. I am the founder of Shadow Chat. If you've been listening to Shadow Chat um, for the past couple of weeks, then you'll know that Shadow stands for free and strong. This is a platform for freedom of conversation, a platform of no judgment, and a platform that just allows us to share our stories with honesty and transparency in in the, in the help that we can strengthen each other through our stories and um, well for today i am discussing navigating through life as a single mother and i am joined by my sister this is my sister guys my sister from another mother um cleopatra hey cleo hi hello everybody <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me today um, for this podcast as we're talking about raising our beautiful children. Yeah, it's an honour. It truly is an honour to be to be on here with you. Hopefully um, <laughs> we might gain some insight. I, I, I <laughs> Hopefully. I am sure you've got, um, well, actually we'll start by introducing yourself here. We'd like to tell our listeners who you are and what you do and all that other good stuff. Um, as you heard, I'm Cleopatra, Christabel's sister from another mother. Um, I am 36 now, as of last week. <laughs> I am a mother to a four-year-old girl, um, and I'm not with her father, and he's not involved in her life in any way. So I am literally... Oh, okay, thank you. Oh, Hey. <laughs> she wants to get involved as well yeah and you know she's always finding things so appropriately you know like <laughs> it's like you have an agreement and they just tend to just break these agreements whenever they feel like do you know um, what actually that adds to to this conversation because that's what being a mom is all about isn't it you multitask and they do what they want to do yeah they literally live life like how we should all live life you know do what ha- makes you happy what gratifies you as long as you're not hurting anybody then that's that's all good um oh. but as I saying, my daughter's four and um i've been doing this uh i can't even say on my own because to be honest my sisters help me. My family and I are very close, so I have a lot of support. So I, unfortunately, I won't be able to shed much light for people who literally are doing it on their own completely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I am a student as well. Oh dear. When have you started drinking tea, babes? <laughs> like I can drink tea. I can have tea, mom. But no, um, I think if they are raising um, kids, I think when when in the absence of their fathers, family becomes so crucial, don't they? Um, in the sense that they 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 help with so much, they help emotionally, they help physically, they help in any way that they possibly can. Um, like I was raised by a single mother myself, you know, and I watched it. I mean, for when I think of my mother's generation, and I think they they migrated from Zimbabwe to here, um, you know, with minimal family, but she, so she still had to raise me in a completely new country, um, and I watched her work crazy hours to keep everything moving, you know. And I have to say, to be honest, I didn't understand all the sacrifices she made until I became a mother myself, because you then realize how. How, how hard it is to to try and balance it all but we're so thankful that we've got family around that can you know support and um, that can be there and um, so Cleo you just got the one 
how have you found um raising her by yourself from from birth i'm assuming or did you um were you with the father at the beginning it was a collage of things to be honest um i had a smooth smoothly safe um I don't even know if I can say that because I did have some complications towards the end and yeah. it was the end section when I needed most of the support and that's when it sort of dropped um, out of, um, how can I say, communication with the father. So he was there yeah. to a certain degree, but just not as when needed. So for instance, I literally gave birth on my own in the theatre, which is me and the doctors and nurses. Mm-hmm. And uh, after I was brought out, he then didn't turn up till much, much later in the day. Uh, being discharged I was discharged at 11 and I didn't get picked up till after 3 p.m it it got to the point where all the nurses on the ward kept coming to ask me if if I needed any help and if somebody could call me call they could call someone for me and things like that so it's 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 hard for me to say because I don't want to take away from the little that was given however it wasn't as supportive as it as i would have liked it to be but i suppose yeah. that's what makes you stronger is these kind of things is that you then learn quickly that yeah. you've got to do what you need to do yeah. um and I, I i shouldn't really be so negative about it because i did have the option to move back in with my yeah. mother um yeah. and she did insist actually because she was there javier was born at 10 minutes past five my mom was there by 6 p.m get on work they were living somewhere further out so they had to drive and and meet her and all this so Mm -hmm. it was that whole thing do you want to come and i'm like no i'll give it a go with my then uh partner and unfortunately it just didn't work out and i just decided to just go through with it and 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 bite the bullet and then you know go where i am so i did have support and it's yeah it's one of those things that it's nice that i can phone somebody up and say this is what's happening or what do I do and then yeah. get like the wise words or sort of get a perspective different from my other sisters and yeah and like that so yeah it's been amazing it's been absolutely like, amazing I, I like what you said where you say it, it kind of forces you to be strong from the beginning because you realize wait I'm in this with my little one and I I, I love because I, I went through it well my pregnancy was not smooth sailing it was Horrid. Horrid is the word that I would use. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I did not enjoy pregnancy. And it's crazy because you see, you see, you know, like I've always seen pregnant people and I've seen them glowing. I've seen them glowing. <laughs> you were glowing. You just didn't realize it. You were. <laughs> no, no, that's a lie, guys. It is a lie. If you're looking at my pictures and you're thinking, oh my God, she is glowing. Look at how beautiful. It was a nightmare. I am not going to lie to you. Okay. <laughs> I had ups and downs. I definitely had. I mean, I, I have whole photographs of myself. I loved the way I looked when I was pregnant. It was weird, you know. Um, <laughs> so I've got thousands of photographs of myself and, oh, and stuff. So I I don't I think I've probably got a few I'm so glad I did professional pictures which was good because I didn't actually take any pictures during pregnancy because I was so unwell that literally I used to come home and I used to switch off all the lights and close all the curtains and the room literally how 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 bad I felt I feel like it was you know how people get postnatal depression I feel like I got it when I was pregnant because yeah it was because I was 
wasn't I wasn't very well and I was going through it by myself not by myself per se as in it was in the absence of the father of my son um mm. my mom was there and my mom I mean oh, honestly our mothers are incredible because she was there so supportive like I couldn't have done it without her but I, I just mm. remember thinking nope like everyone you're talking too loud like shush like be silent <laughs> I had I had people I could not stand the people that yeah I had people I literally could not stand at all and I would even now when people were like my my sisters and, and and all of that so they're like you know you didn't like such and such and I'm like I don't even know why yeah. you know I don't know why I didn't like them but then now when she came those were the people I wanted close you wanted to be so, like, yeah you know what I mean so it was kind of odd and um it's just weird because I, I I did go through some depression, but it was I think it was mainly because this was how old was Jafia then? I think she was about eight months, a year, a year and eight months. Yeah, about. And um, that's when things were getting really really difficult in my personal life, which yeah. is why I don't like to identify as a single mother. Mm-hmm. I prefer to be uh, dubbed a lone parent because I choose to be single. <laughs> but I have to parent alone because that's the situation I'm in. I didn't choose to be on my own. So mm-hmm. even though I wanted things to work with the partner, um it just got to a point where I had to sit down with myself and say, "Listen, I really need to nip this in the bud. I cannot continue doing this because it was eating away at my soul." This is when I started having to lock myself away from the room and not being able to, you know, come out and do what I wanted to because yeah. he was a little person here yeah. and I had nothing to give them. I felt like I was not enough. So yeah. then that's when my family stepped in and she actually went to live with my mom and my brother and, and they raised her for me for quite a long time actually. Yeah. So with me for, for I think, yeah, nearly enough. Because when she then had her second birthday, she wasn't living with me. So she was about a year and eight months when she went to Wales to live with wow. mom. Yeah, and then yeah, mm-hmm. and to be honest, that was the worst part of my whole journey with her. Is yeah. because I felt I failed myself and her, mm-hmm. and it was I was trying to appease somebody who did not want to be involved. Mm-hmm. Because after she went, this person was not leaving my space. Yeah, yeah. you know they were coming. Mm-hmm. Day and, and and you know I, when I get a phone call from home to speak about the baby throughout the day, he would get obsessed about that. Yeah, you know, and that's what I know. This, this is a topic, which is another topic for another time. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not, you know, we're not going to carry on, and that's when I decided, yeah, I'm just going to have to let this person go. And yeah. how many years on later, I'm still struggling. Um. <laughs> Because people do judge you, and I personally feel judged. Yeah, you know, I know I might not be doing it, but that's how I feel. Because yeah. I had you know when I was really grown, I had a thirty-one, you know, and I'd been trying for children before then. Yeah, you know, it, it never happened. And when I had her, I didn't discover I was pregnant until I was like eight eight weeks gone. Oh wow! Yeah. So yeah, I was. It was something that you would not even expect. I thought, hey, why am I just, you know, why am I just feeling funny, you know? Yeah. And I found out. And then the first thing that the, the doctor said was, um, do, you, "Do you think you might be pregnant?" I was like, "Nah," <laughs> <laughs> because I'm so irregular. I mean, I don't even have, you know, a cycle. Yes. That's how life is. Yeah. So it was one of those things that even I never even got scares. After a certain period in my life, like at the age of 22, I just stopped having scares because yeah. it was just something that wasn't in my 
line, shall yeah. I say. So yeah. when I found out I was expecting her, it was complete joy because I got to the point where I thought I don't have children. Yeah. I will never. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, fibroids, like all of that. And, you know, when they say to you, yeah, with the way you are, it's going to be difficult to conceive. Yeah. You take that and say, oh, well, you know, I don't make children type thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's a journey that I think can either make you or break you. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you were saying, um, Cleo, that you, you feel judged um, a lot of the times in terms of, um, being a single mom at the age that you are how do you cope with that like what if there was someone that is in that same space or headspace what are some of the things that you do that help you well this again this makes me like one in many isn't it in that i am fortunate in that i am creative so i tend to channel my energy into something new yeah. uh, i have one project project so many going at any one time with something new just know oh okay okay that's where we are yeah. so i try to create beauty from the ugliness i see and feel inside yeah and uh, i'm also lucky that i have you and the other girls and everybody else to speak to yeah. You know, I can really be feeling down and just get a call from one of the girls and be like, man, you don't sound right or you don't look right. What's up? And What's then, you know, yeah. open up and say whatever's on my mind. So, yeah. no, so I it, think what, what, we, what we're saying is communication is key, isn't it? It's being able very much to um, have like you, you've got family, you've got friends. It's, be, it's just being able to have people that you can trust and you can communicate with. And you know that you can be honest with them and they can actually speak back to you. Um, because mm. I think one of the hardest things is um, um, suffering in silence. Like, you know what exactly. I mean? Like, if you're already um, a mom, um, a single mom, you always feel like, oh, am I doing this by myself? Am I yeah. doing So it's always quite nice to have, even if it's a small circle, it's just as long as you have people that you can communicate with. Um, mm-hmm. that's, that's what we, we, we would advise for anyone listening that's thinking how best can I cope with this communication is key um, yeah. you, know, you were saying you, you usually have many projects going on at the same time <laughs> um, how do you balance being a mom and accomplishing like your own individual passions as well how do you do that to be honest I stopped being me when the day I heard her cry for the first time um, by, by that I don't mean I just started being a, a package. I stopped being just me. You yeah. know, I, I just became Cleo with an edit, you know, an edit somebody. And yeah. so almost everything I do now has her in it. Yes. So like, for instance, my latest adventure is because I, I just like to, to bake stuff and cook stuff. And yeah. she's, she's sort of taking that on. And, and, and it's me just saying, oh, okay, you like doing that. Let's do it together. Yeah. So it's just learning to involve them with you as much as you can. We read a lot in our household as well. We actually don't have a television. Mm, that's amazing. <laughs> that's that's exactly very, very rare. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, but you know me. I've never really cared much for television from way back when. Yeah. So it, I've got things. I've got Netflix and things like that, but I've watched specific things as well from there. So it's either food channel, baking channel, anything creative I'll watch. And obviously I love my K-dramas. Yes, I'm one of those. Um, so it's, it's involving her in, in anything I do. So if it's something crafty, I'll give her her own little 
stuff to do on the side and she she's so funny because if anything is broken she's like oh mommy mommy you got to use the hot glue gun <laughs> oh i love her <laughs> you never been to use fella table and it's the hot glue gun you know type type thing so it's just doing it with them and that yeah. it, it's actually amazing because some of my brilliant ideas come from her amazing. you know she would say something and I'll think oh actually that's good one you know and then I adapt it and I think oh oh actually that's a brilliant idea so it's 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 lucky for me because she's old enough to go to school now she's in reception yes absolutely um, the the hours that she's at school means I have time to then do what I do. Yeah, yeah. Then you said you're a student, um, aren't you, Ed, as well? So yeah. do you do, I'm assuming you do that when she's at school? Yes, I mean, I, I was going because we're not in school now anymore, but I was doing Mondays and Tuesdays, which was perfect. Um, and she's in school, similar hours to me. So I drop her off and yeah. then I then go on to uni. Somebody picks her up for me. She's got um, a, a lady that picks her up, Abby, and stays with her till 6.30. And yet I finish school at three. But because I'm a commuter, I don't drive. Yeah. Um, if I'm using public transport, sometimes I don't get home till half five. So even if I get home at half five, I have an hour at least before she comes home and I can make dinner and things like that. So it's just finding a way to slot them into your life. Yeah. As opposed to you trying to fit into their life because they play all day, as you know. Yes. You know, yeah. the, to them, everything is, is a joke and a, and a game and a play. And like Hello. Oh, now we've oh, got Quincy. Hello, Quincy. Hello. Hello. How are you? Hello. Hello. We are good. We are here. Do you want to introduce yourself to our listeners? Um. Hi, guys. Hello, <laughs> listeners. Hello, recorders. I am Quincy Hendricks. I am a mother to two boys. I am a cook. I am a vessel of Christ above all. I bake. Um, I decorate houses. <laughs> and I clean. <laughs> I have Quincy's spots. Yeah, that is me. I have Quincy's good to go which is my cooking business and I have Quince's Sparks which is my cleaning business and I am Jesus has currently said we're going to be baking so yeah that is who I am and a mother exciting well I'm on here with Cleopatra Cleopatra is a mom to a beautiful four-year-old girl and she's also a jack of all trades like yourself nice (laughs) So I was literally asking. So I was saying um, to Cleo, how does she um, to balance being a mom and doing everything else? How do you guys cope with that? So Cleopatra, Cleopatra was saying that she involves um, her baby in everything that she's doing. Yeah. How do you cope with it? How old are your boys? My boys are Ray has just turned ten. I had to think about that. <laughs> and Rome, <laughs> Romain, who we call Rome, is seven. Wow, wow. amazing! Yeah. And and so, how do you do everything that you do with being a mum? Because obviously, you're a single parent, so the the dead does they don't live with you. No. How do you cope, and how do you do everything that you do with two boys? Um. Well. But for our listeners in here, um, I honestly have to say that without the Holy Spirit, I don't know what I would mm-hmm. do. 
he he's part of my day he's part of my wake up till going to bed and I genuinely think that I think I'm grace for what I do as I believe all mothers are and my boys they're fantastic they're so helpful and I think God knew the children that I needed you know for the life that I would have you know to deal with because as she said I am a single mother I don't actually have any family in Reading where we live I'm by myself so it is hard it's not easy but God gives me the strength to do everything that I do obviously I do have bad days but then again I do have people like sis Christabel who are very helpful sometimes she will have the boys just to give me that break and you know a couple other godparents but in all honesty sometimes I don't know how I live my life and even people around me are constantly asking me how do you do it and the only answer that I do have is God aids me every day yeah well amazing for you to have raised two boys at that at like 10 7 that's incredible um one thing that i wanted to ask both of you obviously we've just had father's day um um this sunday this sunday um how do you guys cope with um with things like that when father's day come around what what do you guys do do you do anything different do you explain anything to your kids how do you deal with those kind of holidays i'll start with you here um with me what i tend to do is i don't filter her in anything when javia asks a question i answer it as truthfully and to her age as i can like she understands well I, i can't say she understands but she knows why her father is not with us yeah. and um what we tend to do on father's day is she's got other father figures in her life yeah. so you know my sister's husband my brother who raised her for me when like i mentioned earlier yeah. um we have oh, we have those kind of males in our lives that you know are involved in her life directly like Javia if you're talking about Father's Day she she knows that that she has to send something to Uncle Matthew yeah. you know and Uncle Greg and, and Uncle Jesse because those are the and I explain to her that a father uh, and a dad are two separate things yeah you know and she's so funny because at one point somebody at school must have asked something about fathers and she's like well my father is God <laughs> but I'm like, you're right. You know, so she 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 understands the concept of what a um and the difference between a father and a dad. So yeah. I've explained to her some people say dad to somebody because they probably live with that person and that person is in their life every day and that's the person they see somebody who's with their mother. Yeah. Um, who they would call their dad but you have people that care for you in obit uncle master uncle greg whoever it is yeah. they love to take care of you so yeah. she understands that, that well i try and convey that to her so like this father's day we didn't do much we just sent a message to uncle Matthew yeah and again uncle Jimmy, and um, we just go, we just go on with our day because it's it's nothing different like uh, similar to you Quincy we pray every morning and every night um she does do a lot of different things to Jesus and God uh, that's because that's just the way we are in the household as well um and yeah she's very she's only turning five in a few weeks so 
it's that stage where it's the whys and the hows and, and, and all of that. And I try. I, mean, yeah. I really do try to be transparent as possible. Amazing. Okay. Um, oh, thank you. That's beautiful. I love that. Who's your dad? Jesus. <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, he is, for me, that's so fundamental because he is our father. You know, he's everything. He's a friend. He's a teacher. And he's all those things. And obviously, for myself... I split up with my youngest son's dad about two and a half, coming up to three years ago. Mm. So we've kind of always had him. I was with him for about seven years. So my eldest had that as a dad and a father, as well as my youngest remain. But obviously things changed a few years ago. So it has been one of those where obviously I needed to adjust to it because in my head it was oh well my family's ruined but actually I needed to find my family in myself and in my children yeah because myself growing up having a mum and dad and the siblings was family so if it was just now the mum and the kids I couldn't connect that to as but actually that is my family so before explaining anything to my kids I had to accept that that this is my family and I have to get joy from Christ and from them and that shapes us yeah so funny enough actually this father's day was very interesting because um, obviously my my ex-partner who I believe God has said that will be my husband, but we'll leave that for another day. Oh, wow. <laughs> hasn't been, yeah, in my child's life for... When we first split up, he did try coming to see, but that didn't work out because there were, you know, still soul ties and things like that so he then stopped and since then he hasn't actually been seeing my son or doing anything or providing or anything like that and um so it's been on and off as in we message and then we block each other (laughs) but we have been constant consistently not talking for about a few months now Okay. And then the Holy Spirit did lead me, you know, to start praying for him. And I'll get messages through my other prayer sisters that, you know, remember what God said to you, still cover him, even though you don't see it. Then a few weeks ago, um, since Chris, actually, we were praying. Um, did we go on a fast, sis? I think we did, yeah. Yes, I think we did go on a fast. And she felt the Lord say that I needed to buy him a present. Oh, and for me, that was pardon Jesus. Like, he does not do anything for my son, he does not see him, he does not even at least buy groceries or anything like that. So, I have struggled at the beginning of the um, lockdown as you know, I lost my job, and uh, so I actually had no money. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. God, like how can you you're supposed to be my father you know you're supposed to look after me and you love me and you will never forsake me how can you ask me to buy a present for this man who doesn't do anything but i had to be obedient nonetheless as we know as believers sometimes we may not like what he's saying or whatever but i choose to be obedient so which that we did and i did I, I remember during like quiet time thinking oh you know i wonder if you will make a difference if you'll be happy or whatever and as I was having those thoughts, Sis Chris actually then called me and she was like, Sis, you know what? I was having quite a time earlier and I felt that you should go without expectation. He might not even thank you, which was a confirmation for me because I kind of already felt like that anyway. But I think even as humans with that, we say, oh, I'm not expecting anything. We still kind of do because he lives in Birmingham, Cleo. Um, so obviously I live in Reading. 
and mm. I cook on Saturdays. So I closed my kitchen at like 12 in the evening. I was so tired. Had to get up the next day, um, mm. drive all the way to Birmingham. And I left my son there. And obviously I went to my aunties while, you know, thought to give them father and son time. When I came back, my son wasn't pleased <laughs> because oh. dad, dad was busy. He didn't really spend time with me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get a thank you. And that hurt. That really hurt. So, but once again, I remember yesterday, actually, I was journaling and I was thinking, God, why would you do this to me? He didn't even say thank you. I was so tired. And then I remembered, I felt scrolled um, a few pages back of when I wrote the message that C said that remember, go with, don't go with expectations. So it's one of them ones where I'm constantly dying to my flesh and surrendering and remembering that it's doing unto Christ and not unto him. And for me, it's breaking those generational things that I don't want my son to be that person. And if it means that I have to do the things that are painful for him to see a difference and hopefully when he's older, he will remember what mum did and that's the kind of father he will be that we do because we love and we do unto Christ nonetheless. Yeah, amazing. Um, I think like from what you've said, it's what you said expectation because i think when we grow up we have this expectation of the the kind of families that we'll all have right we've got the white families we've got oh it's me my husband and my kids and we all live happily ever after we all know the fairy the fairy tale story and i think sometimes it can be so hard when that's been your expectation your whole life and then when it actually turns out it turns out differently to what you thought um you know like none of us would have picked um to to be in the situation that we're in because that's not what we imagined um but that's where we are and what i think um also what one of the things that i loved is that you had to get to a point where you are comfortable with you being your family how it is because i think you know we live in a world that there's so much heaviness of oh this is how it should look like but no actually it, it looks different for all the other people I was laughing yesterday because I was talk- having a conversation with someone that was talking about relationship goals yeah. and they were saying you know people share relationship goals and that they, they, they shouldn't even be that hectic I was like that's true because that looks different to every relationship yeah. so one is that we have a hashtag that generalizes to everything and I feel like that's what we've done with being parents we always generate always generalize and think oh you know what there's going to be a father there's going to be a mother and that's just it and I think that makes it harder sometimes to adjust when it doesn't look like that that's true um, and with both you guys what would you say is the hardest thing about raising these beautiful kids um by yourself well I think um, for me I can start because as much as I don't think I've shared my story obviously I technically not a single parent but raising my son by myself um and well I wouldn't say by myself because mom my mom has been so helpful as I mentioned earlier um but I've been raising Maya by myself and I think for me I find the hardest thing I find sometimes is finding time for me um is finding that time to to really enjoy my own company because they're with you 24 7 and they're there with you all the time i go to the toilet he follows me and i go into the bathroom he's right there with me so um, 
do you know so for me i found finding that time to be able to stop and say oh i need time for me has been my biggest struggle and probably finances as well because you're now not just looking after yourself you're looking after this little human um so i find that to me has been the two biggest things that have been a struggle with raising a child by, by yourself what would you guys say have been your your struggles um cleo you can go first and then you can go um that's a very that's a labyrinth isn't it because mm. it's never easy raising another person or dealing with another human yeah. and when you really discover that these little people have feelings emotions and they have their own idea of how it should be um and that actually half the time they're here to save you uh which is what i think my one was like like quincy said that god gives you your size and yeah. you're given a child that actually either amplifies things about you that you need to address yeah. or actually amplifies things about you that are actually amazing and you've never really taken note of them yeah so for me i was i don't know it's not really difficult because like i say i believe everything is given to me equally yeah um financially it's obviously difficult because like i say i went through the whole rehousing thing i was homeless at one point and and, and things like that yeah. but i wasn't really because it was a choice i made it was something i said okay i'll go through this because in the end i know where i want to be at yeah. so i suspect what i can say is difficult is i don't know christy yeah because like involve her in in almost everything i do yeah. and i time people everything i mean i think you heard my alarm earlier <laughs> yeah. i loved it i love it you see i had to buy two phone i have two phones because of that like one phone has maxed out the number of alarms i can have yeah oh. i've even got an alarm that says face check you know like check javier's face before you leave the house oh, and, wow. and then think like that. <laughs> Yeah, because if I don't do that, I'm not going to do it. I've got a million things going through my mind. So mm-hmm. I sort of time all the things I believe need to be addressed. And mm-hmm. so because I timetable everything, um and I have my living alarm clocks which are my sisters as well. Like they were like, "Are you supposed to be doing this at this time now?" You know. <laughs> like when I was with with us, she would Tino actually said, "Are you supposed to be talking to Chrissy this?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, you know," and and things like that. So it's not so much difficult as in not with her i think what's difficult um, is me because i have a lot of things about me that i'm not happy about oh okay culty so is more me not with her because she's um, being raised by god and jesus and, and 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 the people that i love and she's she's got her own path that she needs to walk i'm only here as a guy a guide yeah. you know i stayed in bed all day what i do know is javier is going to get up and i know she's going to brush her teeth and i know she's going to have a bath and i know yeah. she's going to you know i i know that she she she's going to function either way yeah that comes with instilling in them that they are responsible for themselves yeah yeah like, you are responsible for your actions jobs if you're going to yeah. take this out with you when we're going out if you yeah. leave stop or you leave it on the bus that's not yeah. my problem if you're going to take mm. these toys with you that's on you you yeah. know so it's like just i know it sounds harsh but no you know what? i think that's probably 
yeah it helps i think and i think that's probably one of the benefits of um raising them by yourself because yes. you then you teach them to be independent from really early on you teach them to be responsible as you're saying you you, you teach her to look after her thing and things and to look after herself and mm-hmm. i think that's a life skill we all need not even i think it is a life skill we all need yeah you know? so as whereas if you do have both parents you kind of always you'd always think oh it's okay if mom doesn't pick it up dad will pick it up dad will do you it know? yeah <laughs> yeah and also as adults we also tend to sort of size each other up so I, this is my idea i've never raised a child with another person so i, I can't really speak but this is how the way i imagine it mommy says i can do this right and then yeah. the dad might say but that's not good for you you already had this and that and this or yeah. you put your child a certain way of doing things and then when you send them off to their father they do things differently over there so in other yeah. words you're they're unlearning everything yeah. and yeah. not necessarily yeah. unlearning everything because sometimes they might pick up good things it's not always yeah. old but of course. It, it, mm. it's it, it's one of those things that i think when you're on your own you are confident that if you got a phone call from nursery or school right yeah and they said to you javier did this you can mm. call you can confidently say nah not my picnic because they would not do that they do not act that way they do not because you know yeah yeah inside out because they are with you like you mentioned 24 7 so the the hardness of raising them is learning on the spot because there's no i'm a manual person i need to first before (laughs) before i start (laughs) what to do you know like what is happening now it's like that whole constant something new is happening and i've got to keep on my toes i think maybe that's that's, rather than difficult maybe the challenge of it all yeah that's true i think it is the challenge of it all and i i like what you said because i I was listening to someone who was saying we people have different parenting styles right so Mm. imagine if your mom and dad and you've got two completely different parenting styles the child Mm. is gonna bless bless the child he's gonna be thinking wait mom said that but dad said something different but it's Mm. the same situation and that's because they've got completely different parenting styles and Mm. i think that's what it is what you just said is that as a single parent at least it's you and you know what you want to instill in them and you're kind of raising them without that um that kind of confusion of oh okay but hold on i had something else different we, mm. Which one do I actually do? You know that, so you know if someone does call you and say your child did this, you're like, no, I know my child did not do that because that's not what I taught them to do. Mm. You know, mm. uh, I think uh, it's been so. Um, I think we lost um, Quincy halfway through yeah. the way. Um, <laughs> I know, we, I know, we've lost her again. But um, I think it's been it's been so good to just sit and and talk because, as we said, it's it's so different being a mom and there's no manual for it and every mom does it the way that they wake up every morning and they mm-hmm. say you know what I'm gonna do what I need to do for today and there's no manual and I think mm-hmm. one of the things that we've said as well is that we we're gifted with the kids that we can handle you know mm-hmm. like I, I, I Jeremiah to me is the perfect kid the same way Kaya will be the perfect child to, to you and it's just that when for any mothers out there I'll say we are all gifted with kids that we can handle and I know that it can be hard we're not saying it's not challenging sometimes because it is <laughs> we know it is challenging sometimes but we learn and we keep moving there's no perfect way to do this but there's so many million ways to be a good mom mm, mm. I mean it's just praying for them every every day mm. in fact I do silent prayers throughout the day like right now yeah. just like yeah. please just keep her safe or yeah. when she's when she's learning something new, I know Javier struggles because I think she sees me and, and I, I, <laughs> I can be quite terrifying, I think, sometimes because 
I cannot understand if she's been doing something consistently for five days and then you know maybe she goes to nursery that one day and then she comes back home and she can't do it properly I'd be like no you've shown me consistently that you can do this why are you not doing it anymore because ABC people are doing it in class or whatever you yeah. think and I am quite grown up with her about it I yeah. asked her so if a person says this to you are you going to go jump off the bridge no mm, no well stay concept Shavia. this person did that and you went ahead and did that D- does that make sense to you and then yeah. that's any drops in her head and she went oh sorry mommy I'm like i no. don't want to be sorry yeah. i just want to be sorry mommy because you your sorriness will only show you need to show yeah. me that you're sorry don't yeah. tell me you're sorry show yeah. me that you're sorry so yeah, you, if, you, if there was a manual, please let me know. I'm happy. I mean, my mom is a reference point, but then she always says, you are different, you know, and we just yeah. a different child. And I grew up in a different environment. We had nannies. Yeah. We had grandparents right there all the time. You know, yeah. we, we, we were different being raised, you know, because yeah. Yeah. of the environments we grew up in. So there's things that my mom will say. Like now I'm, I'm trying to buy school shoes because I've already started buying school uniform. Oh, so organized. Because <laughs> I'm just thinking the scramble. I mean, I did it earlier again last year when she started, but yeah. scramble for uniform this term is going to be harder. Yeah, that's true because everyone's going to be going back yeah. after such a long time. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, let me get some like school shoes. She's got Doc Martens that are open on the top, but she was complaining that her feet were getting cold when we did it oh. last year. So now yeah. I'm like, so do I get her a, another pair of shoes that's covered up the top? Because the yeah. are literally still brand new, you know. Um, and my mom is like, "Don't just go buy the child any kind of shoes. You need to stick to yeah. the same kind of shoe because her feet were hurt." And those yeah. are things I thought of because I'm just thinking, "Well, I need to get a pair of shoes." Do you yeah. see what I mean? But <laughs> the fact yeah. that I can phone and ask those kind of things is is yeah. is, is precious to me. I can never, I would never check out for anything. Never. I think it's so amazing when you get to see the generations before us and we can get to, we can ask wisdom because they've got the wisdom. They've done it before. Yes, granted, it's a completely different situation, completely different kids, but there's so much wisdom that we can take out of it, which is quite nice to be able to have that. Uh-huh. Um, final thoughts, Clea. What would you, what advice would you have for mums who are, in a similar situation, who are raising kids by themselves, what would be your final words of wisdom for them? You're doing amazing. Yeah. Whatever it is, no matter how hard it looks, you are not the only one going through something that deep. And you need to be easy on yourself because they see you. They emulate you. Yeah. And if you're constantly down and hard on yourself, like I tend to be, they pick up on that. Yeah. And you need to remember that you want your children to be confident and happy. And they can only do that by seeing it and, and learning that this is how life is. Yeah. You know, being happy and, and, and yeah, so what? The living room is a mess. We're going to tidy it up later. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just making those memories. Like, make everything a memory, a po- positive, happy memory. That's what yeah. I would 
that is such an amazing amazing um words of wisdom from Cleo there and um, what I would say for mine is picking up from what we were talking about earlier is always make sure that you've got people to communicate with and um, because we know that it can get hard sometimes so it's always tended to have a group of friends it doesn't even have to be friends there's so many um different um organizations out there um that they can oh, oh sorry Cleo Sorry, I was gonna speaking out loud, thinking out loud. Samaritans is good. There we go. Yeah, Samaritans. So there's so yeah. many out there that you can actually reach out to um, if you feel like you're struggling and you need someone to communicate to. Um, but it's been lovely, clear to have you on here. Thank you so much for being for joining me and for being so honest and being transparent. Um, and for Quincy as well, who we've lost. <laughs> she joined us and we've lost her. It's been <laughs> but, a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it was amazing. Well, our listeners, for any more conversation on the topics that we cover, if you or if you'd like to be a guest on our podcast, please do just message us through our website, which is www.iamchristabel.com, um, or do follow me on Instagram, I am Dr. Christabel as well. Um, if you have any advice or anything that you'd like, or even if you're a single mom that is, that's struggling, do get in contact with us, and we will be we will try our best to help because we've been through it ourselves so we can share words of wisdom your way thank you so much for listening and same time again next week